And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you guys had a fantastic weekend. Uh, great show for you today. I was joined by my friend Nick Lindquist. Always a great time talking to Nick. Uh, I think you guys will enjoy it. We talked about all the latest on the Omicron variant. Uh, we talked about the press going all in on their uh, propagandizing on, on behalf of the DNC. Uh, we talked about the Jesse Smollett verdict. Uh, I haven't had a chance to get to that one yet. That was a lot of fun. Um, I think you guys will like it. Before we get to Nick, guys, if you hadn't already, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to subscribe. And if you're an iTunes user, please take a few seconds to leave us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate it. And if you like the show and want to get involved, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash NoGimmicksPodcast. All right. Without further ado, the great Nick Lindquist. All right, guys, we're here with my brother, Nick Lindquist. Nick, how you been, man? I've been great. How about you? I've been fantastic. So uh, we're, we're talking before we hit record. It's actually, I mean, I guess grading on a curve here, but it's been a little bit of a slow weekend news-wise, miraculously enough. But uh, I want to start with this headline, which I just thought was fantastic from the New Republic on Saturday. Quote, is criticizing Joe Biden a danger to democracy? That's the headline. And it's, of course, hilarious stuff from the Democrats. And the article goes on to call all Republicans fascists and suggest that the moral thing to do for the press uh, is to basically be state propaganda for the Democratic Party. So, I mean, like, I like headlines like this. We've seen a lot of them lately from the corporate press. Like, this is this is what journalists have always believed. But I guess it's good to see them just beclowning themselves in public now, I guess. I don't know. Is that an improvement or not? <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's always fun to see them see them doing this to themselves. Um and yeah, I mean it's just a product of the last, you know, however many years. I feel like it's accelerated well, especially after Trump. But yeah, I mean this is just this is just an a, a prime example of of the the world we now live in with the corporate press and the Democratic Party. I mean like I know we always use this line to make fun of journalists, you know, like guys like Stephen Miller and Siraj Rashami over on Twitter. It's like, it's like a meme all the time, but it's like these corporate journalists, they, they really do have such a twisted view of themselves and their profession. And like, I know it's, it's the right wing meme, but like these people do honest to goodness, see themselves as like soldiers on D day. And they view Republicans as the Nazis. I mean, they like, they, they legitimately view themselves this way. And it gives them this feeling of moral superiority, despite not doing anything for one second in their entire lives to actually attempt to become a moral person. So I think, yeah, I think that's what it's all about for these people. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, they, they in their own minds can do nothing wrong. And if you come after a journalist, it's like the end of the world. Even if, you know, it, it's a situation even now where if someone comes after one journalist the whole mob of journalists come after that person to defend the other journalist. <laughs> um, it's just, yeah, it's, it's not good. And, um, you know, that's not what free press means. I mean, you can, 
you know, you can publish whatever you want or, you know, do whatever, I mean, to an extent what you want, but that's not going to, um, shield you from criticism from the public or from other people. No. Yeah, absolutely. And, but like that is, this behavior is what, it's the definition of virtue signaling. You know what I mean? Cause it's like being virtuous is super hard. <laughs> it's like, it's a difficult thing to do. You actually have to do good things and be a good person. And these journalists, they behave like this because they don't want to take the time to actually try to be virtuous. They just want to feel like they are. And yeah. it gives them an easy way just by running propaganda for the DNC. Like it gives them this sense of superiority. They can feel virtuous without actually being virtuous. And man, it's like, I don't know. These people are so far in their own bubble. It's like, I, I don't think they've, any of them are, are self-reflective enough to, to realize like the childishness of this type of behavior. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They're just, they're so deep in their own minds and uh, in the bubble, like you said. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's a situation where they can do nothing wrong and they've convinced themselves they're not doing anything wrong, even if they're doing things like this. Like, it's just, it's just um, a fact of the new world we live in. Yeah. And, and meanwhile, while all this was happening, you know, obviously last week, Chris Cuomo was fired by CNN for trying to dig up dirt on the people that his brother sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. And then over the weekend, uh, Chris Cuomo's top producer over at CNN was arrested for raping a nine-year-old girl. And, um, man, it's like CNN, man. It's like, who are these people? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like these people Sick. preaching their, their weird, unearned moral superiority. And, and it's it's like, man, who are these people? I mean, in the same network, Don Lemon was was accused of of sexual assault by some guy. You know, I mean, it's like all these people. Mm -hmm. It's like, who are these people? Like, they're employing child rapists. They're employing literal child rapists, and then lecturing us on morality. CNN, man, it's 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 incredible stuff. Yeah, and and I saw that Don Lemon thing too. That was messed up in itself. Um, And obviously, nothing's going to happen to him or to CNN over it. Um, and, and it's sad that like most people probably won't even hear about it, but, um, like I had to hear it on, I don't know, I think it was the Megyn Kelly show or something like it's not even on the mainstream media, uh, on the radar. Um, and, and this situation with the, the raping of a nine-year-old girl, it's just very, I mean, this is really disturbing, right? This is, this is messed up on a new level and, you know, I I'm interested to see what CNN even says about it. But, you know, this is it seems to be like a pattern over at CNN where they're just hiring these awful people. Uh, and and Chris Cuomo, you know, he, he defended his brother who's sexually assault or sexually harassing people. And, um, you know, with this new producer on the same show is kind of messed up. Uh, and you know, this is a problem just over at CNN in general, like you said, with Don Lemon or with, uh, Jeffrey Tubin, like lecturing himself on zoom. (laughs) Forgot. Um, forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. There's too many to keep track of. So, (laughs) but it's just a, it seems to be a systematic problem over there. Something's going on. I mean, wouldn't, I mean, I'm, I'm sure not every person employed by CNN is a, a rapist or a, just a complete degenerate, but it's like with, with the people who aren't degenerate rapists, would, wouldn't, wouldn't any of them like take a step back? I mean, I mean like, right. like, 
any Brian Stelter or Jake Tapper, like one of the, I mean, like I'm sure they're not. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe, maybe they're all a bunch of degenerates over there. But it's like, can't any of these guys like take a step back and be like, man, what is happening at my company? Like, what right. <laughs> like obviously mistakes are being made in the hiring process at CNN. I mean, we're employing some of the worst people in the country. Maybe I should take a step back and, and take stock of my own side before just blindly propagandizing on, on, on behalf of these people over and over every day. It's like, wouldn't any good and decent person have the self-awareness to take a look around and maybe you know, think, wow, maybe there's a problem over here. I mean, th- these these problems keep happening at CNN. Maybe we have an issue. They won't, though. I, I don't think, I think their brains are so broken. They're so focused on being the propaganda wing of the DNC that all ends justify the means. I, I don't think they care. I mean, they could... I mean, it, it doesn't matter how many rapists are, are arrested among their uh, in their midst. You know what I mean? I, I think they, I, I don't think anything would make them reflect on their own company at this point. I don't think. Right. Yeah. I, I, I can't believe it either. And these are the same people who will stay silent on CNN, but will, you know, attack people at Fox and say like, oh, how can you be a decent person that still works at Fox News and all this stuff? And, <laughs> you know, you'll see the quote unquote you know, supposedly Republican people who like, you know, for example, I saw like a lot of people at the dispatch made a huge exit from their Fox News contributor positions. I'm trying to remember. I think it was uh, Stephen Hayes and Jonah and Jonah. Yes. And Jonah Goldberg. Um, They made their their big exit because they couldn't they couldn't stand to be in a a network like that anymore. Um, But I'm interested to see you know, what they say about CNN now. Uh, I don't know that they'll say much. And and actually, Chris Wallace uh, just is leaving Fox now, too, for CNN. Um, so I, I wonder what he'll say about this stuff. Like, I don't understand, you know, how Fox News is, is such a bad network um, when CNN is doing things like this. And, well, not I shouldn't say CNN is doing this, but they are employing people that clearly have a problem and it seems to come up a lot. Oh yeah. I mean, I can't wait for Chris Wallace to go on CNN, the, the child rape network and uh, <laughs> say that he had to morally, he had morally, he had to leave Fox news because they, they just didn't hate Republicans enough. So I'm going to go to the, the, the company that just fired a, a child rapist of a nine year old girl because they're the moral, they're the morality police. You see, Right. It's funny, man. And like, I don't care about cable news, really. I don't even have cable, so like, I don't watch yeah. any of this nonsense anyway. But uh, it was funny with the Stephen Hayes and Jonah Goldberg thing. They they said they, they oh, we can't morally. We we are so far above Fox News. We can't appear on Fox News. And their reasoning was because a commentator that Tucker Carlson had, like an expert that Tucker Carlson had, on a show on Fox News streaming service online raised the question as to whether or not some of the people organizing the January January 6th protests were feds. Right. So not even Tucker, a random person that was on Tucker's streaming show in the middle of the night, raised a question whether or not the FBI was involved, which, side note, almost certainly they were. <laughs> I mean, like, mm-hmm. The FBI's been behind all of this. They planned, like, the fake... Uh, uh, kidnapping attempt on Gretchen Whitmer. I mean, it's like, you know, all of this stuff. You saw the Fed march the other... The other oh, <laughs> yes. Matching khakis that, yeah. and masks. And stuff. It's like, <laughs> yes. Is the, is the FBI involved? Absolutely. Like, only an idiot would deny that. 
And and just the fact that Tucker had someone on that raised that question, not even on his show, like on the like the, the streaming service on their website. Right. And that, that, that offended. I mean, like, I'm sure either one of those guys would go on CNN, the, the child rape place, anytime, anytime they're asked. I'm sure they'll show up on CNN. So it's like. Yeah, man. Like it's it's funny what makes these people upset. Like what gets under these people's skin. Like truly wicked behavior doesn't phase them. A guy probably correctly pointing out that the FBI was involved on January sixth. Oh, that's just too much for Jonah Goldberg. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just it's hilarious. Yeah. It, I mean it's parody. They're parody of themselves at this point. Yeah, they're not I mean, a lot of people were completely different before Trump and now, you know, this Trump age has completely just you know, it's it's really like rewired their brains. They can only think of things in terms of Trump and January 6th and like it, it, everything that our current politics is has to somehow connect back to January 6th. Like I, I was hearing, um, you know, I see this argument all the time like, oh, well, you can't vote for people like Ron DeSantis and, and Greg Abbott because, you know, even though they weren't directly involved in January 6th, they, um, you know, they, they, they still uh, didn't speak out publicly about how it's bad and all this stuff. And, and so now this is the page we're on where like, you know, former Republicans are like, oh yeah, well you can't, you can't support this person who like vaguely was related to January 6th somehow. And that's, that's the new litmus test. It's adorable. January. Imagine yeah. caring about January sixth at this point. It's yeah, it's just <laughs> old news. Like, let's move on. I don't know. I, mean, I, I don't didn't, understand. I didn't care yeah. about it after like January 9th or tenth. You know what I mean? A couple of days later, I'm like, eh. I mean, dude, it's it's almost 2022 at this point. Dude, do you yeah. know how insufferable the libs are going to be on January sixth, 2022? I just thought of that. Oh, My man. goodness, Twitter is going to be insufferable. Yeah, I might stay off that day. Uh, take a vacation from it. That's going to be bad. You, uh, you just, and then all the headlines like, Oh, where, you know, a year ago today, uh, radical insurrectionists tried to take over the government or, you know, whatever, whatever over, they decide to write over under <laughs> let's play a game over under seven Democrats. And you can throw like the dispatch into the, into, into that category. Over under on cable news on the anniversary of January sixth, seven Democrats pretending to cry on TV. Over under over. seven. Over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I go over. Oh man. I go over. I go over. I mean, it's the probably double. to the view. It's got to be double digits, right? <laughs> With the fake crying. Yeah. Oh yeah, easily. Easily. Okay. Uh, over under five dudes pretending to cry on cable news. Oh, that's tough. So let's see. We got Adam Kinzinger. Oh, he's going to cry. Uh... He's going to cry like a baby. <laughs> he's going to actually cry. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, man. I'm still going to say over. I mean, I think it's going to yeah. be uh, a field day for the media that day. What is it still? Just... If just Adam Kinzinger himself cries six times, do you still get the, you do still cash out <laughs> by betting the over? I, I think that counts each time. <laughs> I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Because he's going to make he's the round. He's going to cry for each you know network. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. man. Yeah, maybe twice <laughs> twice for CNN. Man. Right. <laughs> Who cares about the family of that nine-year-old girl that was raped by their producer, though, right? Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's old news already. But January 6th, still still relevant. Bust out the 
Kleenex, ladies and gentlemen. Adam Kingsley yeah. is on his way. Man. <laughs> that guy fought in battle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, isn't that wild? Isn't it wild? Yeah. Man, it's crazy what progressivism does to people. Incredible. It is. It really is. Like, the dude just, like, fought in combat. My, it's just bizarre. So, anyway, enough, enough with that. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I just took that on a weird <laughs> road. My bad, everybody. Um, probably shouldn't be surprised, though. But everything coming out on the COVID front has been good news lately, or at least it should be. And this is from Reuters this morning. Uh, quote, 80% of Omicron cases, well, this isn't the good part. I'll get to the good part in a second. But, quote, 80%, <clears throat> excuse me, 80% of Omicron cases found, are found in vaccinated people. Uh, but one-third of them even have received a booster dose. Here's the good part. Symptoms are mild in both the unvaccinated and the vaccinated. Unquote. I mean, so that, yeah. dude, that's great. I mean, that's, if you're a normal, decent human being, that's great. I mean, from all intents and purposes, the, the pandemic is over. Omicron is mild. Um, the variants are going to, you know, become less and less deadly over time. That's what happens. Viruses don't want to kill everyone. They want to spread and survive. That's why variants right. do become more mild over time. I mean, the, the bubonic plague is still around, man. <laughs> you know, it hit Europe in, yeah, in the 1360s. Is. The 1360s, it's still around, but now it's basically a mild cold. Um, and that, that's just what happens over time. Um, so, I mean, this is great news if you're a normal person. Um, obviously the, the government and the press view this as a negative. They want to keep people as, as scared as possible for as long as possible. And a lot of Democrats are, are just bent on, on prolonging this. But for the rest of us, for guys like you and I, it's over. It's over. I mean, and this is great news, man. This is great news. I mean, they're, they're South Africa, where the new variant was discovered, the, the, their top doctors are saying this is no big deal. Nobody's being hospitalized. Nobody's dying from this. That's fantastic. Why, why can't anybody take a dub here, man? Right. Yeah. I mean, if anything, you know, restrictions should be completely gone because you want this variant to take over the other ones. And that what that's what will happen if we let the Omicron variant actually, you know, do that. I mean, like you want this to take over Delta and, and, and get rid of the other variants so we can finally move on to this new mild form of COVID that's basically just going to be like the flu or or probably even less than that every year, like a common cold. Uh, that's that should be the goal here. And you know, I really hope. You know, I'm not seeing many promising signs, even among you know people like Boris Johnson, uh, where you know they're they're still going on this path of okay, we need to go back to lockdowns and masks and not meeting in public anymore. Um, and and that age needs to just be over. I mean, there's no there's no need for it anymore with this, especially with this new variant. Um, there was no need for it to begin with. But now there's literally no excuse for it. If people aren't dying, then why are we completely shutting down society anymore? I don't I don't see any logical explanation for continuing to, um, you know, ruin the world economy and ruin people's lives and make people depressed by locking them in their houses there's just no there's no logical excuse for that anymore no i mean it seems like the tactic of governments <clears throat> everywhere and the liberals like to use the term science denier a lot uh rec <clears throat> you know accuse republicans of denying science but it's like any panic over omicron is just it's literal science denial i mean th there's just no yeah. evidence 
that would lead any thinking person to believe they should be afraid of this. I mean, and look, if, yeah, I mean, if you're 90 and you had one lung removed, like, yeah, I'd be careful. But like, my goodness, like it, it's it's literal science denial. Um, the hysteria over this. And uh, I, I saw a policy change on Twitter over the weekend. And this is like, it's it's so funny, man. Like like you said with Boris Johnson and then the, the left-wingers here in, in the United States, it's like they're going back to a year ago. It makes no sense. Twitter started banning anybody who says on, on their platform that vaccinated people can spread COVID. This doesn't even make sense. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, man. This This is from like last April. Like, there isn't a single scientist or expert alive here or anywhere else who still claims that the vaccine stops the spread of COVID. Like, am I am I missing something? I, I, dude, that was disproven in, like, May. It's been, like, yeah. six, seven months before, since, like, even Fauci and those guys admitted, yeah, I, I guess the vaccine doesn't really do anything, but you still get it. I mean, that, that was, like, that, that change in messaging happened, like, six months ago. I don't, uh, like, why is... <laughs> Twitter just, I mean, unless their goal is just to get Republicans off their platform. Like, I, it doesn't make any sense scientifically or medically. I mean, it's not about health, obviously. I mean, it's it's so bizarre, man. You're going back in time at this point. Yeah, they just, I, you know, I think they want an excuse to take certain people off the platform, and this is the best way to do it. Um, and, you know, there was, there were benefits to, to getting vaccinated. Like, you know, the, the lessened severity of of your your covid case if you do get it but with this new variant um that's even not a benefit of getting vaccinated because even the unvaccinated are having mild symptoms right so you know yeah i mean it's it's not science whatever they're saying over there um but they're gonna keep doing it they're gonna keep doing it yep just it's like Jeffrey Tubin. Just keep on <laughs> just keep on hammering, man. Just keep on yep. doing it. <laughs> Somehow getting rehired. <laughs> so we have to mention uh Jesse Smollett, obviously. Uh unfortunately I mean it's a it's a crying shame I haven't had time to mention that on the podcast yet. Um he was convicted on five charges all relating to faking a hate crime and lying about it to the cops. Um Man, this guy, and, and it's it's so funny, man. This guy and his enablers, they're still, after all this, just refusing to take an L. Like, apparently, <laughs> the funniest part, you know, they uh, they, they didn't televise this, this trial or anything. They should have, because it would have been high comedy. But, like, apparently the jury was pissed off <laughs> that Smollett was just clearly lying to their faces. Like, they were just offended. <laughs> like, he was just, his, his tactic was to just offend their, just insult their intelligence, insult the intelligence of the jury, which is just never why. I'm no lawyer, Nick, and I know you aren't either, but <laughs> I'm sure just insulting the intelligence of the people that you're begging to let you off the hook is just not smart. Uh, but it's so funny, man. Like, Black Lives Matter still support, <laughs> still says that they believe uh, Jesse Smollett. The corporate press, the corporate press isn't, at least most of them aren't, because they can't, they just can't maintain the narrative anymore because it's just too silly. Like, it's just too ridiculous. Yeah, it's gone. But they have transitioned seamlessly into writing pieces about how, like, oh, it's really Republicans' fault that Jesse Smollett faked a hate crime. You know, it's like they, they immediately right. went to, like, the galaxy brain stuff. But once again, as per usual, the demand for racism far outweighs the supply. And once again, our media is absolute trash that should be destroyed. Yep. Yep. And they, you know, they gave Jesse, you know, all the favors in the world, just like they did. 
they gave Kyle Rittenhouse no favors um, and they tried to get him locked up forever. You know, this is just another example of that. It is it is nice to see them lose twice in one month. Yeah. Um, or was that last month? It was within the last couple of weeks. Kyle yeah, yeah. Rittenhouse, anyway. it, it was it was within the, um, the calendar month. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're they, they've they've lost two of these now. So, you know, that's kind of promising in itself. You know, the American people. Uh, well, for one, I mean, the American people just don't watch cable anymore. Like we were talking about before, um, cable news networks are not as influential as they think they are. But um, but no, I think Americans are just kind of done with this narrative. And uh, and as the as we saw at the jury, they're not going to be forced to let this guy free um, just because, you know, he thinks he's entitled to that. And uh, clearly, you know, he's supposedly an actor, but he was he didn't act very no um, well in the courtroom because he didn't get off. But uh, but yeah, I think this is, you know, this might be a good sign for the future and a good sign for for the next couple election cycles. Yeah, I agree. And, and since the, the Democrats did take two giant L's in the course of three weeks uh, in court, I mean, how, how long until the New York Times writes a piece like, you know, is it time that we abolish courts and just let the yeah. Democratic Party run the justices or something like that? You know, the conservative case against courts by David French. You know, is, is that coming? Is that coming uh, down the pike here? I mean, I don't know. I, they just they can't accept any losses at all on any level and anytime any political body does something that they disagree with, they want to ban it. I mean, who's that guy at the Atlantic who keeps saying we need to abolish the Senate? <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh <laughs> like, yeah. That's what's an odd his, one. What's that guy's name? Uh, Millhauser or something? I don't remember. Yeah. Millhauser. It's either. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those yeah. something like that. Yeah, silly goose they, over there saying we should abolish the Senate because they're not <laughs> nice or whatever. But I, I could see them doing the same thing. Like, is it time to just let Joe Biden decide who goes to prison and who doesn't? You know, like, I don't know, man. Like, it's they, they, they really can't take an L. And, and I don't know. Well, one more thing before I let you go. Uh, and we don't have time to jump into the ins and outs of this. I'm going to try to get to it on Wednesday. But Russia is about to make Ukraine a former country. And, uh, it's funny, man. I, I've yet to hear a corporate journalist call Joe Biden a Russian asset. I, I, I think I think the coverage would be slight. I mean, if you really took out your, your, your magnifying glass and looked closely, I think you would notice the difference in coverage if Donald Trump were still president. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, this would be like, oh, you know, Trump's not doing anything about Ukraine. You know, what's what's Putin paying him or, you know, whatever. Uh, it, it would, it, it's, it's been a stark contrast. And again, you don't see anything about Ukraine from these cable networks. It's all about whatever they want to talk about, which is usually January, you know, 6th. January 6th or, um, Kyle Rittenhouse being a, a murderer or, uh, you know, Jesse Smollett, uh, you know, resulting to this crime because of Republicans and, and all of that stuff that they like to talk about. Um, but no, I think that the, the Trump coverage would be a whole lot different. And um, it's, it's pretty incredible the favor they're doing for Joe Biden right now. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, Hey, but you know, like we started the show, you know, is, is criticizing Joe Biden. What, what is it? What's the headline? Hold on. 
I don't want to screw it up. Is criticizing Joe Biden a danger to democracy? Yes. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're, that's their story. They're sticking to it, Nick. <laughs> they are indeed. Incredible week for the Democrats, as always. Uh, my brother, thanks for doing this, man. We'll have to do it again soon. Where can everybody uh, follow you online and keep in touch? Yeah, follow me on Twitter at Nick underscore Lindquist. And then uh, you can find my writings and such at NickLindquist.com. Everybody follow Nick. He's great. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks.